0: Athlete or podcast, and I am super stoked. Gabe Dean is joining us today. And I gotta tell you, I've been wanting to speak to you for the last two or so years just to see what it's like to be a civilian now. (laughs) Like you're in you're in the regular world now, man. Well, first of all, thank you very much for coming on and spending some time with us. But what's it like? being in the civilian world now
1: well no I'd say it's my pleasure thanks for having me on um you know i always enjoy talking to you mike so uh well it's 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 different i'll tell you that um a lot different than being an athlete and a coach you know you actually like have real responsibilities out here so crazy, talk. crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's uh, it's funny because like i still have plenty of relationships in the the coaching world and um it's it's like it they it's like what is it like out there you know like what's 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 the because they've been in the this confined bubble, um, you know for most of their career but it's uh it's different the workouts you know the intensity everything is obviously dropped off uh, considerably compared to being in a wrestling room so you're just really trying to maintain at this point and and not get too out of shape and uh, continue to move move business along so.
0: Well, you say that right. You, you run a self storage business. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, um, we you know we, we focus heavily in self storage. We've gotten into you know we're really a, just kind of a real estate holding company at this point. We've gotten into some other asset classes, um, and you know so yeah yeah the the uh, but yeah pretty much.
0: That's so, awesome. So let me ask you: this, what similarities do you find from, let's say, being an athlete first? To being in the business world,
1: I think just the the tenacity of you know getting after it every day. Um, you know, and and when, you know, you're in the business world and an entrepreneur, and you know, you're building something. It's 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 a grind. Um, you know, a different kind of grind than maybe what you're used to. You know, physically in the in the wrestling room, but the same kind of mentality. So, um, and I would just say the the very a very, and there's a lot of ups and downs. I mean, there's, you know, there's a, there's a wave of, you know, it's a, what's a great day. Oh, it was a tougher day today. Um, so just being able to handle, um, all that, uh, as an athlete, um, and learn how to handle that. And, uh, is very, you can transfer that very well to, you know, in a startup business and get something off the ground. So
0: you said this, the bubble, and and that's something that like not a lot of coaches will talk about being in the ncaa wrestling world is very much a bubble there are like it's like people don't realize like oh there's like this whole other world out there um eric guerrero and i are pretty close he got out of coaching for a a long time and, and was running you know multiple different businesses And, and one of the things that he, he, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but, but one of the things that he and I spoke about at length was like, you take for granted a lot of the things that are simply given to you as, as a coach at a high level institution like you were at Cornell, Um, you know, somebody pays for your car in some instances somebody pays for your housing in in some instances and so it's like you have to get out into this real world so what would you tell somebody who is maybe a bit trepidatious about about getting into the real world what would you tell them to to expect that they might not be expecting
1: um just that you know the grass is not greener you know it's not um you know you you kind of you're right you know like when you're when you're in an institutional setting um you don't there's a lot of things that you don't have to worry about you know you don't have to worry about where your next paycheck's coming from you don't have to worry about um a lot of uh, overhead expenses right you're just you're more uh, uh doing a job you know you, you get to really uh completely focus your time and energy on executing uh just a job task list then when you get into the outside world granted you don't go and work for a corporate Uh, company that's already established um that's probably actually pretty similar um in in terms of like not having to worry about uh you know capitalizing something um i'd say the difference is if you're going to go out to the the real world and start a company or start a business or get something off the ground i'd say the capitalization and it it depends on what business you're starting to you know if you're going to go run a coffee shop it's probably a lot more simpler um, then then, you know, trying to capitalize, you know, a real estate development company and a, and a real estate holding company where, you know, it's a lot. There's a lot of money moving around. So the, and just, you know, you have, you're building a staff and the timing of being, bringing people in and and making sure, you know, you know, you're working towards cash flow positive and cat, you know, cat and getting getting the sales adequate and building that. You know, there's just all these crazy moving parts where you're responsible um, to building a team and when you're a college wrestling coach you're responsible for that too you know there's fundraising there's um recruiting um there's you know putting those pieces together but it's 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 a different kind of stress when you have to do all of that plus um be driving capitalization um and and i think that's i think that's probably the biggest difference um you know between uh if you're going to go out in the real world and start a business and especially if it's very capital intensive
0: what did, um, how did you acclimate to that like was it for you specifically was it was it a single simple acclimation
1: or but, did it take some time no no it took it took some time um they're, they're just uh and a lot of just the same thing like and i think probably wrestling helped with this too just like a lot of running at the wall and getting you know get smacked down and then you know okay, that didn't work. All right, let's try this. All right, that that worked, but that didn't. So we need to adjust this and uh, that, okay, that really didn't work. So we need to just completely <laughs> X, X that, you know? And it's just like every day, especially at the beginning when it's like, you're trying to figure out your systems, you're trying in, and you're trying to strategically find great people to build around. You know, that's what makes, that's what's made our business successful is we've actually been very fortunate enough to build around. Uh, very just hardworking, disciplined people, uh, most from my, most of them, uh, a lot of them from my wrestling network, I'd say the overwhelming majority. So that – it's just – it's so much trial and error. And uh, it's like when you get into – when you're a freshman in, a, in the college wrestling room the first time, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm just like literally getting my ass kicked every day. I have to uh I have to adjust uh you know pretty much everything at the everything time.
0: right that was the thing for me I'm like I suck at everything
1: i yeah, suck yeah. oh how do I suck
0: at everything I thought it was all right I yeah, suck you're, at
1: everything and and that's like you have to like the, that's why it's so important to have the humility to understand like you're not going to be good you're not going to be good for a long time you're not actually you're not going to be you're not going to have all the answers right away and it's like that's what's so tough for people that get into college wrestling i know that and, and in, in the business world that they're doing in a startup is um they if if you are looking for self-gratification one don't go into college wrestling and and two don't don't try to start your own business so <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not just uh, stay away from it, it it's like you know i hear like young you know young kids talk about i just really want to own my own business and i'm like Hey, man, if, if you really do, uh, don't, just don't be in it for any self-gratifying moments because it's not going to come for a long time.
0: Yeah, nobody cares.
1: <laughs> nobody cares, uh, and it's uh, it's extremely humbling. So, yeah.
0: Well, can you give me an instance, though, real quick? Of just of like, like – Well, no, I mean like something that you ran your head into the wall against and you really had to pivot hard because like – I know with coaching, it's like, for me c- coaching, like there, there were certain fundamental things that I really, I really thought that I, I had to address. And that turns out it didn't really matter that much. And it, it took me running my head into the wall a few times. Is there something in business that you re- you can remember like running your head into the wall a few times and going, maybe I should just <laughs> abandon this
1: um yeah yeah the uh so when we initially launched the company we were going heavily into like retail um and uh you know we're trying to you got to move you know when you're in uh, steel production and and making a product that you know has a, has a very high cost um associated with it there's a certain volume production that you need to reach in order for it to you know uh, cash flow to make sense so um uh, you know so it's it's not like you have a lot of time to figure out how to move like you know hundreds of steel bot, you know steel frame steel you know storage units so we we went into retail initially and to move them adequately we were i was going we were going to trade shows every weekend just trade show trade show trade show at RV campground um you know backyard lifestyle you know you name it we went to it even if it didn't even make sense we went to we went to it and we were just the, the sales were just not there. Um, you know, we were selling them, but it wasn't like to the volume that we needed to, uh, get to. And then, so then I, uh, you know, one of our good friends of mine owns a extremely large roofing company and they do door to door sales. So it's like, okay, well trade shows don't work. Let's try selling these things door to door. And that's a that that really didn't work um you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) that really sucked
1: well you know one it's extremely uh it's extremely awkward to like go up to someone's door um in the first place and like try to sell them something and then um especially when they're it's just like hey do you you need more space in your house you know when you sell you know do you want to buy um like this eight by twelve and a half steel framed steel storage unit and they're like like no I've never even they you know they're used to like that roofs. was a
0: problem I didn't really yeah there was, they're, they're, they're like
1: they're, they're used to like roofs and like you know knives and stuff like that like you know uh more practical items but yeah I, I think so like we sold actually like I think two but uh and and in the first day we did it we sold two and we were like oh my god this is gonna work you know like and then like the next like two weeks after that were just a complete just dumpster fire um so then then I was like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to achieve volume production? And then um, and then I was like, you know, you know, just through kind of um, being in the you know, you got to be in there failing over and over again to like figure it out. Really? I mean, and, and so uh, I we I was like, well, what if we you know, what if we start buying like existing uh, real estate assets that are that are storage and then we then we add these, uh, units to them. And we use a construction line of credit with the original mortgage purchase to, um, you know, scale these things that are, you know, hundred percent or 98% full to in- increase, you know, our, uh, increase valuation on the real estate side, and then also move them volume production and capitalize the, um, and shift more into uh, development, a development, real estate development company, um, and the real estate holding company and the development company will kind of, uh, capitalize each other. And then when we switched into that, um, finally that was like oh that 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 really works um so uh but yeah through uh through through definitely some some serious trial and error
2: <laughs> so would you say that it's harder to win a national title or harder to run your own business
1: so, yeah so this is
2: uh
1: i i was actually not too long ago i i, I was asked this that question and um oh, man i i think that uh it's hard to com- it's a great question it's hard to compare i think like you're the, the the difference is like the opportunities to like win a national title and everything that has to like go like perfectly right into into doing that is uh obviously much much like business you can i mean you don't want to fail too much and go like obviously go bankrupt but you can be like oh like you can be in there figuring it out and 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 for a little while before like you even you have to close down or you're actually it's actually working um you know you only get you know four chances and and in that tournament like as you guys know i mean anything can happen it happens every year and uh you know the and i just so i think i think like the i i think that winning a national title is is probably more uh difficult because of everything that has to go right and all the and 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 the very little opportunity opportunities in retrospect of your life that you get to do that um but i would say Ah, uh, starting and 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 running a business is um, extremely complicated. <laughs> I love how
0: understated you are about it because I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, it's exhausting. How's yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's 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 different. You know, like you go to wrestling practice and and maybe if you lift that day too or you go for a run, you know, that's like maybe four, you know, maybe uh, three to four hours of your day. um, You know, when you start and still, you know, we're still in starter mode. I mean, we're still like, you know, uh, driving, driving and going, going a million miles an hour. Um, You know, at at least we know what we are now. Um, But the, the, you know, we're, you know, 14, 16, sometimes 18 hour days, you know, over and over and over again, it's, it's a different, it's just a different type of grind and you're responsible for, every you know if you if you started the business and you're running the business you know you built us and we have a staff now we have employees we have um we own things in you know multiple states um we're developing things in multiple states so you have all kinds of different personalities that you're managing um and then you know you put together you build a board and the board you know you're just working with the board and big decision making and um i just i think that that it's 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 really difficult you know um, and I, and I just, I just don't, I don't like see, like seeing all the pump up stuff of like, yeah, you know, like I, you know, you build this business in like two days and you're, you've made it. It's like, no, that's not, that's not true for anybody. Um, it takes a lot, it takes time and it's, it's a different kind of grind. Um, but so.
0: Yeah. Hey, so if you were to talk to someone that's, that's thinking about starting a business, maybe it's not even anything having to do with the, the, the type of business that you're running what would what would be like a, a top like two or three things that you would tell them to identify and run at first right like you mentioned at least we know what we're what we are now right like so for me you know that was like the number one because people will ask me for advice online and stuff like that and i'm like well what do you want to do like that's that for me was always the question that i would rebuttal with. So if you had to give some advice to young people that are going to start a business, what are the top two or three things that they have to figure out first before they start running in any direction?
1: Well, I would say like, the first thing is like, really, to, to your point, like, you know, you really like, what, like, why are we doing this? And and you know, what, are, what are we trying to accomplish with this idea? Because um, everything just starts as an idea. Um, and, and you might not be perfectly clear on it at first, um, but you you definitely need to try to figure that out quickly. Um, if you're not passionate about it and you, and you don't and you don't care about it, then it's, 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 it's probably not going to end up well. So I'd say one is like really understanding like why and what you're doing um, is, is extremely important. And then uh, like the second piece of advice I would say is like just really be clear, like you're not going to be able to do it on your own. I mean, you, you you really need to build a team and a staff and, and a board of governors that that really offset your weaknesses, you know, and be very clear on what your weaknesses are. It's OK. I mean, it, like we're all human beings like we all have our things. So um, just don't try to build it on your own, you know, you know, delegate and uh, bring, you know, at, the, at first you're doing everything. But, you know, as you get, get it going and get it off the ground, like bring, you know, focus on not a resume, but focus on character when you're bringing people in. Um, you know, you pretty much, unless you're a doctor or an engineer or something like that, you can, in the business world, you can teach any hard worker, you know, the majority of skill sets on how to do something. Um, so just really, uh, bring in people that are work extremely hard. That will, that will be there in the trenches with you. Um, you know, nonstop to get this thing where it needs to be. Um, and just really bring bring those people need to offset your weaknesses, um, and be very clear on what your weaknesses are. Um, I think, I think those, those things are, are probably like the most important uh, at the start. Um, And then once you, you have a staff that you need to, you need to be able to delegate, um, you know, if if you're, you know, typically the founder is typically becomes like the CEO of the company. Um, So your focus should really shift towards once you have that team in place to, Um, growth, you know, how are we going to continue to grow? How are we going to, you know, how, what's, you know, and and focus on, on growth and, and let your, you know, operational staff, your day to day, um, handle, you know, those things. And that took me a while to get my hands off about, you know, I, um, when you, when you, when you're doing everything at the beginning, you know, you're building them, you're, you're taking uh, sales calls, you're doing all those kinds of things. Um, you're so used to that, but, um, once you get those systems in place, you, you gotta be able to delegate, um, and, and trust in the people that you brought in. So
2: how's wrestling prepared you for all of the challenges that you've that you're currently dealing with?
1: I mean, just wrestling so such uh just the, the amount of adversity in wrestling is so high. Um and uh, you know, I, I it I don't think people, you know, unless you've really wrestled like for a little while. Um, you don't really understand like all the challenges that come into wrestling both mentally emotionally physically um and and the same applies to starting a company you know um like i said there's going to be like awesome days um and then there's going to be like really tough days um think that it seems like almost everything's going sideways uh and and, and that that's very true in wrestling too so <laughs> like you know you come in and even when I was like established in wrestling, you know, I was, you know, one two time national champ, like I'd come in and I'd have bad days, you know, I'd be off and I just, I, I wouldn't, I'd get, you know, it, it just, you just have bad days and there's, and that's, that's very similar to business too. So, um, and you, you want to keep everything kind of like right here at, at, at all times. You don't want to get too high when things are good and you don't want to get too low when things are bad. You know, there's going to be, um, that, that adversity is going to face you every day And especially if you you get something big enough and 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 going you know you know big enough in the business world there's going to be yeah. good and bad every day i mean um there's going to be highs and there's going to be like oh man shoot you know that's that you know we got to address that um but uh, i would say that's what wrestling like the adversity side as uh, of wrestling is really comparable to the the business world
0: what are some of the weaknesses that you found in yourself that you didn't know you had going into the business world
1: that's a that's a that's a great question well well one i think i uh uh i i I don't think like i was an extremely intelligent businessman at all when i first started i mean i was like pretty bad so like the um like my business understanding of like um like business financials and like you know how to read a pnl and how to look at a balance sheet and and uh, like how to like really understand like ebitda and cash flow and like how all that works together uh, it was awful so um <laughs> like like one of like a second grade second grader when i first got into it so i uh, i think that like one of my weaknesses was which luckily you know my mom is a cpa and and actually our cfo now so the uh you know we you know we brought her on full time and so luckily I, was, I had someone like in house that could really teach me on like hey how do you how do you read a financial statement how do you look at an income statement you know how do you look at a balance sheet you know how so do we what write-
0: is this spreadsheet you're talking about <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah 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 she's like and you know she's and she knows all that stuff she's worked with small business clients and 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 you know you know hundreds of them uh over the years runs her has run her own practice so we uh you know it was just it was just like what, what what do you mean like you know what do you mean like, like we're a negative EBITDA right now like, that? Like, it's not even like she's like what's what's net in, like net income like is really bad but like you know like even is a good uh, like value of like how the business is actually operating um you know if you're reinvesting and growing a business net income is not going to look great for a while come to find out and uh so, as it turns out yeah that you're right that. about that too See, like yeah. when you're when you're like mm-hmm. growing a business you really want to be like focused on revenue and EBITDA. so it's like well like well well okay so like right now if like EBITDA's is negative like that's like really bad because like that means net income's like really really bad yeah 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 that yeah gabe that's that yeah we need to you know you need to adjust this so um i think like one of like my biggest weaknesses was just like not understanding you know i graduated from cornell as a business degree I, like i didn't understand any of that um so which uh i uh so that you know uh, as humbling as that is so like just understanding how to like read basic financials like you know i think that was that was one thing and then i uh i think like the other thing um was like in wrestling like i just really had to like worry about i mean not that i didn't like you know help my teammates or try to um, but i I just i I only really had to worry about like myself. like I just you know, it's like you know all, all my preparation discipline, um the way I ate, the way I slept, the way I trained, um the way I lived my day-to- day life, it was like, well, you know, it's just me, like I just have to make sure I'm in like my, my my top uh, top performance um, uh, condition. and in business, it's like, well, that's that like that that's just not the case at, at all. and I, I think like i I have maybe more of like a natural like, and I didn't realize this, but like a natural, like controlling personality. Mm. Um, and um, so like, I was just so used to like everything being perfectly in line with me and like the business is just chaos. And especially when you have like a bunch of people involved and it's like, you can't, but you cannot try to control those people like that. Just like, it kills the morale. It kills the uh, ingenuity and the, the creativity of like, if you bring talented people in they're going to have like really good ideas and like you need to you need to sit there and listen to them and you i can't I,
0: stifle I, them by right right you
1: want them, them to actually yeah. like go out and like try things and like even if they like it didn't work like it's like you want them to like feel secure that they can go try that or you know attempt this or, or do this you know without like you know feeling like they're just going to get like hammered so um i think like that at the beginning was like really uh, something that I had to learn quickly. Cause like, I, I don't want to be a, like, I don't want to be a controlling personality. I was just used to it. Um, sure. because I was just, I was, I just, I was focused con- controlling everything in my life, um, that had a direct impact on my result. So, uh, so I think those, those two, those two things are probably the biggest adjustment for me, delegating, letting, you know, hands off, uh, um, not controlling, um, uh and then also just like like intellectual like knowledge which i lacked so
0: <laughs> even with even with the ivy degree
1: so yeah, yeah I mean that's, that's just fun. like a nice title to have next to your name i guess i i i, I uh you know I, I i'm sure like i i'm sure it's uh it's up to me it was my my uh maybe um you know lack la- i mean I, did, I graduated with a, a like a 3. three gpa at cornell like i wasn't like a bad student by any means but Maybe my uh, more focus on the mat, um, you know, maybe overlook some of those financial modeling classes that I should have been paying more attention in. So, I don't know.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, so as part of kind of the podcast, I did a little bit of research and, and I noticed that you uh, put out on social media a little while back. You said the principles and values kids learn from wrestling and sports can be more important in today's world. We have to encourage development. Stop making it about only winning and losing at this level. You're you're doing kids a disservice. Um, can you tell me kind of what prompted you to to kind of put that out in the world? And you know, maybe have you always thought about the sport of wrestling in that way?
1: Yeah. Well, I think like the the whole uh, um, um, the whole like. the uh, misconception of like what sports are really probably meant for and what they should be used for. Uh, And, and it starts with the parents, you know? Um, So like I've been to plenty of youth wrestling events and, and I'm I'm sure, I know you guys have too. And it's uh, you know, it's just sad where, you know, some of these, these parents are, are making everything about winning and losing. And it kind of goes back to just like what I said with like building my staff and, and, and taking my hand, letting them go out and just, figure it out and and, and 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 try things i think sports need to be looked at as like more of a development tool and i was lucky enough to to have a, a mother and father that really understood that you know we're really unassuming you know my dad was like hey I, I want them to wrestle and i hope they do wrestle um you know and he was manipulative you know he'd bring us into the wrestling room let us run around
0: 100 we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew exactly what we were doing yeah 100%. yeah you know, you,
1: know, you know like and i don't blame him for that at all like i'm gonna be too yeah. but the uh but the but like he he never looked at like it wasn't like us about like we never went to tulsa anyways but it wasn't like us about going and like winning like 18 tulsa national championships and like that being like a really like we need like it's funny cuz like when you see like kids that are driven so hard so young it's like it's very easy to see that it's not about the kid it's about like
2: mm-hmm.
1: the dad and it's usually like a dad that you know was it didn't even wrestle in high school and maybe like wrestled one year in middle school or something you know and he's just trying to like you know fill something in his in, in his uh in his ego um and but what happens is like this this disconnect between like hey like the rest of your life like, like sports are like very temporary you know compared to like you live to be 80 years old it's it's maybe if you know you're lucky if it's like a fourth of your life and I just think that they're, they're amazing to like create adversity in a young person. I, we need adversity. We need failure. You need to go through that as a kid. Like it's super important because like the rest of your life's going to be made up of that. And um, you know, it's like what you do with those things, like when you're, as you get older and you know, are you going to just be someone that like fails and then tries this thing then fails and goes to this thing and fail. And like, it's just going to be like, you're just gonna be like hopping around or is it going to be like something where you're like, no, well, I just got my ass kicked, but like I'm gonna come back and adjust and, and do and you know get better the next day. And like that's what sports are so wonderful for, for to provide like a platform of that like development for kids. And, and I mean, I think we're getting away from that actually. Um more and uh, more. Yeah. Yeah, more and more. And 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 it's and it's concerning, you know. It's like um, you know, like the number one like job that kids want is like social media influencer now, you know, and it's like I uh, I just I and I just the 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 platform and especially wrestling because it's just you and another guy you know so the level of accountability like you can be a great football player and still lose a football game but have an amazing game like the level of accountability um that comes with wrestling is is i mean i think it's the the best of any sport mm-hmm. um so but what, when you see the parents driving just the result you know at such a young age you know you're talking like five six nobody has ever asked me like Hey, Gabe, like how many times did you win Fargo? You know, like I've never been asked that ever, you know, um, like how many state titles did you win? The only time I get asked that is to prove a point. Like I won one state title in my junior year. I didn't even win my, you know, in the finals my senior year. Um, it's to more prove a point. And it's like when you drive your kids so hard, so young about results, you get not, it's not only do you get like the disconnect from what the platform of sports is really about, but you also get, you know, you're damaging your relationship with your son or daughter. So.
0: 100%. And, and now it might, so it might sometimes be damaging the relationship with the sport, might be oh, damaging uh, the relationship with a coach, might be, da- but you're going to damage the re- a relationship 100%. You know, I know you meant that you, <clears throat> you're probably damaging the relationship with the father and son, but it can be multiple relationships that are, just thrashed because you had to have a kid win Tulsa kickoff. <laughs> yeah, you know I, mean?
1: Just, I mean, it just sounds so <laughs> ridiculous. <from you>. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did, it really does. I, I like my son's a five time Tulsa national champion. It's like, oh wow, wow, you know, um, you know, that's that's great. I've, I've been, you know, it's like, I, I mean, I there's so many crazy parents out there that you just like, you know, you, you see them all the time, and when especially when I was coaching at Cornell, you it's like your son's like 17 years old and like like stop talking about how many times he won Tulsa when he was 12. you know it's like it doesn't matter what matters is like he's out there he's competing he's trying and he's adjusting along the way and developing and getting better you know like that's that's what competition is good for like who cares what they've won or what they've done um right now it's just all it's all just a good process for your your kids to go through and I, it, I, I just see it all the time. I, I see it all the time. You know, my dad, obviously, you know, run, runs New Way and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, all those events, you know, that I see that, you know, when I just pop in and, and check everything out. And um, I just think it's really sad. I, I And I was – and just thank, thankfully, because, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I just wanted, like, my dad to be – you know, my, my dad to be really proud of me. Like, that's yeah. all that I cared about. Like, I, yeah, didn't like, that's I want.
0: That's not a difference. There's no difference than – in, in any other kid, they they just want their dad's approval, yeah. And then that carrot gets consistently moved on them, and it's you're 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 missing the freaking point of being a dad now. Not just you're not just missing the point of like of, of wrestling or sports. sport. You're missing the point of of being unconditional for your kid, yes. and that is a big big problem like yeah. that for me is a huge problem
1: yeah one 100 i you know like i i like i didn't care if i won or lost like the only thing that wanted why winning mattered was because i you know like I, I felt like my dad would be proud of me and but like in reality like every time i lost which we lost a ton we lost more than we won i mean everybody does when they start wrestling and, and our childhood wrestling resumes are uh, you know me me and my brother when i say are um are, are not anything to to show off that's for sure so the uh you know it but like it was like after we lost or we had a tough day it's like hey let's just like go grab an ice cream cone you know like let's uh like you put an arm around us and tell us how proud he was of us to you know go out there and, and compete and um that just means the world to you when you're that young and uh, like i'm just like super grateful that he understood that because like i could have gone down probably a lot of rough paths as a kid mm-hmm. if i didn't have like the proper guidance um so uh I, yeah, to your point, like it, it it, it, kids naturally just want their parents to be proud of them. That's just like the way that we're genetically coded as human beings. So, um, and, and to your point as well, like it's, if you have a really bad relationship between, uh, your children, it also affects like their, their other relationships in their life, um, like pretty drastically. Um, so I, 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 uh. Yeah. So I, I'm like pretty passionate about like that message because, um, you know, just like that's what it should be about when you're eight, eight 9 10, 11, 12, you know, 13, 14 years old. It's, I mean, that's just like what it should be about. You know, you want your, you want your kids to feel confident going out in the world and taking risks and like going for things and, um, and feel like, okay, I can come home even if it didn't go well. And, my like everybody still loves me and cares about me you know yeah, so we uh
0: we do the we do milkshakes uh after after tough ones hey. why you go to practice is because you're waiting to get the milkshake after. that's right that's right we do milkshakes god knows there have been a lot of milkshakes in <laughs> There have been a lot of, a lot of milkshakes like we will, Shake Shack um, is is putting business by. Yeah, keeping the lights
1: on at Shake Shack. That's yeah.
0: it. Um, yeah. Hey, th- you know, truth be told, man. Um, in full disclosure, Joel and I, when we were talking about having you on the podcast, we were kicking around the idea of for the first time having two guests. And and really, what we wanted was to have you and your dad on. Now, I I kind of in my own head vetoed that just because um I did want to get into your business endeavors a little bit um as well but I think it's something that we should do in 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 the future and for a number of different reasons but first and foremost what are the things and and I'm sure that he would have a really um uh, entertaining uh uh take on this as well but what are the things that he did as a dad and high-level wrestling coach to get you interested in the sport without you knowing it
1: well i and, and it would be awesome to hear his perspective and i think it's a great idea i mean uh you know maybe even you know having all three of us on you know oh maybe,
0: we could do yeah, that, Joel, sure yeah yeah because yeah,
1: like even max has like a different perspective than what i do because i was the oldest and he's a middle child and he had to deal with like other stresses and pressures too like of, uh, uh in his position so it'd be really, you know, it'd be really good. And, and my dad's, my dad's a great interview. He, he, he's, uh, he spoke plenty of times. So I, uh, but I would, I would, I would say like the first thing was like, and I, as, as, as early as I can remember, like when I was like, maybe like four or five years old, like, you know, you'd be walking by the kitchen and he'd like grab my wrist, like, just like grab it. And, um, he'd be like, all right, get away. And, uh, and so I would just, you know, be doing everything I could, like get his, get his, get his hand off, you know, my wrist. And
0: and by the way, he's a shaved ape too.
1: Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. A, I mean, my wrist, you know, my wrist was like this big back yeah. then, and it's his big old clumps, you know, just come out. So I'm like, you know, he's like, I'm like hanging on it like a tree, you know, just like trying to like kick it off and stuff. Or like, you know, we'd be sitting there on a couch, and you know, he'd like, he'd be like, hey, get up, and then like he'd like jump down on my leg. he's like all right like you know you try to get away you know and and we just like I just remember as early as like it seems like almost as early as I could even like walk he was like doing stuff like that um with Max and I and then like he was coaching at Michigan State when we were born so like he would take us on the bus trips um you know we'd he'd say all right like he got us all he got us little suits and and clip-on ties and we'd get on the bus with all the guys and the guys were just amazing to us, you know, like, you know, Rashad Evans was on that like, Gray Maynard was on those teams back then. And they, they, they taught us how to play Euchre, you know, when we're driving to state college and they're wrestling Penn state and we're sitting there and just all the different things. So probably learned a little too much, you know, sometimes,
0: <laughs> sometimes what happens on the back <laughs> yeah, of the bar. Yeah. Yeah, you. yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, so, uh, but like we would run around, there was like the, the pull-up bars in like the Michigan state wrestling room and, like, my dad would pick us up and let us hang on those, and we'd love that, and we'd be, like, calling around on those. And I think just, like, no competing, nothing, just, like, bringing – like, doing those things and, like, letting us come on the bus trips and, like, he, like uh, they were cool enough to, like, let us speak to the team sometimes. Like, hey, you know, like, they gave me, like, this – I still have it, actually. Uh It's tucked away somewhere, but they gave me, like, the littlest coach award. I was like five and they like, you know, they made this little plaque for me when I was a, a little kid and I, they'd be like, Hey, get, you know, coach, coach gave do you, do you have anything you want to say to the team? And, you know, i just, you know, I always loved that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You go go out there, kick their butts, you know? Um, but like, I just think there was no competing. It was just like that for a very long time, um, for like years. And, uh, so we just were like, man, this is a lot of fun. We looked up to those guys. They were like our heroes, you know, Um sure. uh, and it's uh and he'd, he'd go to the duels and you know stand there on the side of the platform with our elbows there's pictures of me when i'm little have my elbows on the platform at um you know uh jenison field house watching the watching the duels so i just all a bunch of stuff like like that but i'm sure you'd have more. he'd have probably more details
0: sure and- sure well i can i can tell you this my wife is very astute she she figured out quickly That like I would tell my dad, I would tell my dad, I'd be like, I don't care if he wrestles, and to a certain degree, it was true. I like if he if my son decided never to wrestle, I don't really care that much. Did I want him to? Yes, of course. But I always thought that number one, like you said, road trips—that's a big deal, right? Because because especially people that don't make a living out of this dopey sport like I have, you know, those are the things that you remember. The, it's the, the 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 trips with your buddies okay. so that's number, yeah of course but number two i always wanted the wrestling room to be a place of joy not a place of suffering not a i remember going into wrestling rooms <clears throat> god rest his soul a guy named Vern. he had like this credo on the wall of like this is a place of only work and you will and like i'm sitting there going well, why do they enjoy it? Like, at what point do they enjoy this, you
1: know? and it's well, so bad enough that we always put in, like, the last bottom row of the basement, and it's, like, got no windows, and, you know, it's, like, the six-foot-tall ceilings. So it's a- – <laughs> <laughs> why is, like, every wrestling room like that, you know? It, I, I, no natural lighting, you know? It's just hot. It's
0: unbelievable. It's,
1: it's, it's hot unbelievable. Romantic, you know? So it's just like, I, like, it's hard to associate anything fun with that. Um, you know, um, and actually that's one of the things I love about Cornell is like we had the big Freeman center, that had natural lighting in it, you know, 20 foot tall ceilings. It was just like, Oh, this is nice. You know? Cause, uh, to your point, like every wrestling room seems to be in a dungeon type setting. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. And that was for a long time by design. Like that was like, do you remember? Like I, I can, rem- I can remember. Oh so- yeah. I, I i okay so <clears throat> i went to oklahoma state when gallagher iber like so the wrestling room was at the ba- in literally in the basement of gallagher iber arena it was a long hallway and it was i don't know seven eight foot ceilings right and it was all the time there was literally a sauna in the room okay that would it, unbelievable so but then when they're they're building the new room I can remember, coaches talking about, well, the ceiling's got to be low. I'm like, why? (laughs) And I think everything
1: was like centered around cutting weight, you know. And it's like the only way to cut weight is to be in dungeon type wrestling rooms. And it's like there's a lot of different ways you can cut weight, you know. So like, I uh,
0: crazy thought maybe we don't cut as much
1: weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah hey like you know back in the day everybody's cutting like 30 pounds you know it's like hey let's maybe like not do that it seemed actually extremely unhealthy <laughs> so yeah to like to your point like I, I would say I would say I think it was just way too centered about cutting a ton of weight which isn't fun oh, like man. cutting weight is not fun nobody if anybody tells you they enjoy cutting weight they're full of shit so yeah, I uh, I, see, I uh I would say like that is a great point too it's like why are we why do we cut so much weight like I, it's just and especially like when i see little kids cutting weight i'm like what are we doing like he's he's seven years old why you got him cut down 10 pounds he doesn't even have an ounce of body fat on him he's like he's just a little kid you know i uh, well,
0: i truly hope that we're getting. and, and i say this as a Pretty sincere optimist. I truly hope they were getting away from it. I, I, cause it was, it was deplorable for a really long time. There are things that I saw as a young coach that if I saw today,
1: I would, I would
0: probably alert the
1: authorities. But yeah, it's borderline child abuse. And so, I mean, it, it is child abuse. It's child abuse. Let's call yeah, it for, abuse. Sure. for sure. You should not, have, you should really not cut weight till you get into college wrestling. And, and I, even when you're in college wrestling, I, don't, I think you should cut minimal weight. Mm-hmm. I've seen cut weight. I've seen guys cut so much weight it destroyed their careers, mm-hmm. and um, and especially if you started at that young of an age, I mean, it, you're just gonna make that kid hate hate the sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I do. I agree. I, I really hope we're getting away from it too. I'm not. I'm not a fan at all of uh, the weight cutting side of our sport. I I can understand it at a certain level when you get to the the college and uh, Olympic level at a certain level uh, keyword, but I uh, keywords, but I, um, it, it should be, a, it, you shouldn't even be allowed to do it high school or below, in my opinion.
2: You talked a lot about the long-term development of, you know, a wrestler and, you know, having sustainable practices as part of that. Um, but you also have had a lot of success, you know, in high school and, you know, college. And how do you, How do you balance the focus on long term development, not trying not to worry too much about winning and losing with the fact that, hey, if I want to go to college and wrestle, there are certain accomplishments that I need to to get along the way?
1: One, I'd say play multiple sports if you can. Um, I'm a big component of that. You know, I I played football more months out of the year than I wrestled in high school. Um. And I and I honestly I liked football more. I was better at football than I was wrestling at high school. Um, in really, my, yeah, I was I was a much better football player than I was a wrestler in high school. In my in my opinion, I had more I had definitely more accolades. Hmm. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big component of that because um, you need a break. You know, you, you, wrestling is like so hard. So you need like a you need like a good switch up. You know, like all right, we're not don't i don't think you should do it year round um you know uh so i like i played football and football was like my like fun um well heck i want to play football in college so i was going into my senior year um realized like you know you need to be probably above six foot tall to helps helps the division one level yeah yeah. so yeah like i'm like all right well i'm not definitely i'm definitely not going to be like the next cam newton so um Uh, I think I should probably wrestle and and the football recruiting humbled me pretty quickly in that. Uh, But the, the, I think like the big thing is, is like play multiple sports. Um, You know, I I think two sports is good. Three sports is a lot to take on now. Um, But I think two, two sports is good just to kind of like switch up, switch the gears a little bit and give you a little, you know, mental, mental break um, from, from one another. And then like, uh, you know really put yourself around really great mentors too that like during the really hard times like they're re- they they're like guiding you um in the right direction and and, and uh, like mentally you know i think there's some like we talk about how wrestling is such a mental sport and that's it's it is cliche as it as it is it's true um you know and so like you want to like consistently be working on like your the development of your mind as 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 you are physically um but the, i would say like that, that and that and play and doing multiple things, you know, it helps that. Um, you know, I was a quarterback in high school, so dealing with the pressures of, um, you know, seven, eight thousand people on a Friday night, um, where they think, well, football is everything, uh, you know, life or death, and you know, having message boards talk about how bad I sucked that game, you know, like you know, when you're, you're 15 years old, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff is it like that's like a good thing, you know, because like. You know, I remember walking to Carboral Hawkeye Arena. I'm about to wrestle, uh, who did I uh I was about to wrestle Sam Brooks and you know, a woman in a wheelchair, you know, tells me to go F myself and it doesn't even phase me, you know? So like uh like like you're you gotta be like in this, you gotta like put yourself out there to like at a young age to like be exposed to multiple things and like multiple hostile, hostile environments and like you know, but that's why it's so important to have like great mentors too, because like you don't know how to handle that when you're 15 and you, you get a message board sent to you that's like, Dave Dean sucks at football benching, You know, like you're like 15 and you're like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't suck, you know, or like you're in the bottom you're in the bottom of a pile and like some like you know, 250 pound defensive ends like punching you in the ribs <laughs> like, repeatedly, and you're like. And you're like, you're like, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, it's just like the chaos environments like are actually good, like when you're young, you know. So and and not just having it like in one area, like, you know, like football was like a really good balance for me to deal with like the pressures and stresses and anxiety of the world. Um, you know, I remember like I, you know, having a bad game. I go sit on a bench and like the people are yelling over the. You know, we had a track barrier between like the, the the field, and us, thank God, thank goodness, and, um, yeah. And then uh, people yelling like, like, take off your pads, Dean, you suck, get out of here. You know, like all this stuff. Just, you know, like, and it's just like that's as terrible as that seems. Like when you're 15 or 16 years old, it's also like great at the same time to like learn how to deal with some of that that stuff. So I I, I think like I know that was like a long winded answer, but like. Playing football and wrestling for me was like a really healthy thing because, like, when I was able to take all my time and focus it on wrestling, my upside was like ridiculously high. Because if they could get me straightened out and disciplined, just and focused in one area, like I, 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 had all this like learning curve, you know, because I, I didn't just, I didn't do it full time. Um, and uh, and like I said, I actually, I played football more um than I wrestled every year. Probably in high school. So,
0: dude. All right, we're running uh, thin on time right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a couple questions for you, and I want you to try and answer them as quickly as possible without thinking.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do my best.
0: Okay. Best wrestling shoe ever.
1: Basics, Cal. Really? Wow. I'm surprised by that too. That's good. I, I wore A6 Burroughs in college, so I, I should have gone the Burroughs route, but I, I went Cal. All right. All right.
0: Rock on. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> is it better for a young athlete to be short and stocky or uh, long and lanky when it comes to wrestling? Long and lanky. Why?
1: You're just, your toolbox is way wider. And I'm that's speaking from a short and stocky guy. Sure. So sure. I, sure. So like, yeah, I would. I would kill to be like David Taylor or Cal Sanderson. Uh, oh, to, that's uh, interesting. Okay. To, yeah, toolbox is way wider.
0: Max is a little more wiry than you, huh?
1: Yeah, we're like, it's weird, you know, we're brothers, but we're like, in maybe, I don't even know, some people think we look alike, some people we think not at all, but like, we're definitely built a lot different. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah, so. that's
0: interesting. Okay, um, if you had a magic wand and you could wave it, and change one thing
1: about the sport of wrestling. What would it be? Push-out rule. No more stalling. Really? I can't stand the subjectivity to stalling. I it's driving me insane. They just it, and and the problem is now is like they only call stalling when you get pushed out of bounds. So what but are we doing? Like they're stalling in the middle of the mat too. Like, mm-hmm. like you could call it now. Like but like they they're like the only way we call stalling is if someone pushes somebody out of bounds, and then in some cases. They're like, call stalling on the guy that's pushing the guy out of bounds. <laughs> so I'm like, just get rid of it. Push out rule like freestyle one point.
0: Black and white. Make it easy. Got yep. it. Okay. This is, this is a tough one. This oh, is a tough
1: one. All right.
0: Who's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling?
1: Oh, that, that is a good one. Well, first and foremost, I'd say Cal Sanderson. Impossible to argue that. Dude literally didn't lose in college. Never oh. been done before. I don't know if it'll ever be done again um but you know has it literally accomplished everything in the sport of wrestling Um uh, Olympic gold medalist now he's won uh, you know X amount of national titles as a head coach definitely Cal um Dake just because four national titles in four different weight classes that's okay. pretty, that's pretty that's pretty nuts he's got you know, Olympic bronze, multiple world championships um, to back that up on the international level. Um, and, and I'm biased. You know, I spent a lot of time with Kyle, so um, sure. I don't want to feed his ego too much. But um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. You think he needs it? Yeah. No, I don't think he needs it. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dake, um, John Smith, 100%, you know. You know, I guess I'm listing all American, all American wrestlers right now. Well,
0: but, well, again, Mount Rushmore.
1: All yeah, Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I can't, like, bring, like, Russians and stuff into this, you know. Uh, Probably not. It's like they don't have a Mount Rushmore. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, definitely John Smith, uh, you know, two-time Olympic gold, four-time, you know, just ridiculous resume there. And... Was it four? Is it four? Yeah, four. We got one more. Um, this is where or, everyone gets tripped up, by the way. Like, man, everyone can
0: rattle. Off the first I, like three. the
1: like the the the, the last one? And, and I think most people would be like, um, like like say like it's got to be Jordan Burroughs because of like, I mean, it is incredible what he's accomplished. But I'm actually going to go out on a limb here, and I am going to go with because I am just extremely impressed with the dominance level. At the world level and i think david taylor's making a case for himself oh
0: i 100 agree i
1: mean it's how not, do you get in uh, tech in the world dude like right. I, it's freaking incredible what the he, guys think.
0: you know it's it's funny and and ps if if we
1: had a 32 is he 32 or 33 he's definitely so when i was a freshman he was a senior so i'm 29 therefore he's probably 33 years old yeah
0: okay if we had a 33 year old athlete tech and pin their way through the, <laughs> the world championships t- 15 years ago, if I would have told you that you'd say I was crazy, but not only is he doing it, he's getting better. He's, he's getting better. He's getting freaking better. And it's like, what are we even talking about? It's not like it's a bum weight class. It's 86 kilo. No. Dude,
1: it's, and, he's, it's, and he's just smoking like probably, arguably one of the pound for pound best wrestlers in the world every time in the finals, and arguably probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. He's on the list, you know. Yeah, Zanny's up. He's, he's got to be in the top ten to twenty, right? One hundred percent, dude. 100%. And he's just running through him every time now. And uh, I just, I just don't, I don't see how you can't. I think David Taylor's made a case for himself. I really do. The dominance is just incredibly impressive. Um, from his level.
0: Awesome. Gabe Dean, thank you so much for coming on, brother. We really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to to talk to you soon.
2: Appreciate it too. Talk to you soon, guys.